95 won the peak. It is Talk of the Town with John and Melanie. Good morning. It is 636. We've got a chance of some snow coming our way. Uh, looks like about a 40% chance of some snow. And if we do get that, it could get to be snow heavy at times this afternoon and blowing snow conditions. So keep all that in mind. But it's mild. Right now, zero degrees going up to a high plus one. But the wind chill is going to be an issue. Minus seven is what it's going to feel like. Joining us on the line, she is the CEO of the Collingwood General Marine Hospital. We say hello to Nora Holder. Nora, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, these are tough times uh, for everyone, uh, but boy, you and your team on the front lines are certainly keeping this community together. Oh, well, thank you, John, and thanks for having me. It's good to be here. We wanted to talk this morning because uh, we've hit a new curve in the in the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, we're now, uh, Simcoe County is now into the, the red zone, uh, and we've opened up something we've talked about uh, many times, but we haven't had to really rely on, and now it seems to be engaged, and that is the, I call it the backup location over at the Collingwood Legion. How are things, how are you guys holding up right at this point? Uh, we're doing quite well. Um, very, very happy. We have the alternative health facility at the Legion, and thanks so much to the Legion for uh for the space. Um, we have been preparing for this moment since I would say March, April, and uh, everyone knows there's going to be a second wave, and usually the second wave is deeper and um, uh, harder to get through, uh, and I'm so glad that we have the facility. It, uh, what it is doing is, is it, uh, we opened it up because we had a sudden surge in admitted patient to the hospital over the last week or so. So there are 18 beds there, and Patients who require alternative levels of care, transitional care, they may need rehab, they're waiting for a rehab bed, or they're waiting to go to long-term care, etc. Um, they're being cared for there, and uh, they do not have COVID. They're tested uh, before they go over. Now, um, and we also uh, do have visitors as well, very restrictions, uh, restrictions that are very similar to long-term care. If you're visiting, you have to have a, a negative COVID test before you go, go and visit your loved one over there, etc. So it's been really a great, um, it has to be the best thing that we've ever done because it's providing room in the hospital so we can keep business as usual. Surgeries are going as usual, elective surgeries, elective procedures. And I have to say, the hospital is a safe place to come to. The emergency department is a safe place to come to. If you have a diagnostic imaging appointment or any type of a procedure that's elective, please do not cancel it. Please continue to come. We have to keep looking after ourselves uh, at this time because uh, we're still uh, trying to address some of the backlogs of what happened during Wave 1. The opening up of the alternative location in the um, Collingwood Legion, is that more uh, an aspect of the fact that we've talked about this for a long time, that our hospital's too small, or is it that COVID is is really becoming a, uh, a an anxious level crisis here in the community? It's a multitude of uh, uh, items, and you've, uh, you've mentioned a couple of them. First of all, uh, we we don't have enough beds to care for our community. We never have. Um, and so um, right now we're actually transitioning a couple of offices and um, lounges into more patient rooms um, so we could have more beds. We also have um, ward rooms that are three and four patients, and that's that's just not up to standard in this day and age. So we have to provide additional 
uh, infection control standards, additional cleaning uh, so that we can keep patients and families uh, safe. So if we could have a little bit more space by opening up the AHF, um, first of all, when there's a surge of patients requiring care, um, we're able to decant patients to the AHF and we can still continue with business as usual and also care for patients who do have COVID. In terms of the anxiety, um, I, I believe that there's a lot of anxiety. I don't see a lot of people. I go to work, I come home. <laughs> um, but I, I went through the hospital and I spoke to a lot of employees uh, and physicians, and there is a lot of anxiety. Um, they're worried. Uh, they're worried about their loved ones. They're worried about their community. They're worried just like everybody else about um, uh, perhaps getting COVID sometime because it is in the community. And, um, and so if you follow... You know, the three W's, you wear a mask, you watch your distance, six feet, and you watch your distance when you wear a mask. If I have to go to the grocery store, I'm appalled at the number of people who say, pardon me, excuse me, they're wearing a mask, but they're not keeping six feet away. And always wash your hands and avoid the three C's, closed spaces, crowded spaces, closed contact settings, and share the air only with those in your own household. You know, last March when this was, uh, you know, sort of became the pandemic here and it touched our shores, so to speak, and uh, you had been planning for it and there was a certain level of anxiety, but I always had the sense that uh, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. The hospitals got this. The medical teams have this. With this second wave, are you feeling equally as confident? Is there... Do we know more about COVID-19? Did we have more time to plan for the second wave? Or or is it, well, we don't know how big the second wave can be and there's still that much anxiety? Um, well, <laughs> in a pandemic, I don't think you should ever be overconfident. But right. I'm confident that we've prepared as much as we possibly can. We have five um, ICU beds, but we uh, have trained enough staff to be able to have seven um, if required. Um, we've made so many changes within the hospital at the AHF. Uh, we are as best prepared as possible. But that being said, we can only be as prepared and care as best as we can if the community follows the public health measures. If people don't do that, we will have more and more COVID cases. And I'm watching the number of, um, Patients who are in ICUs throughout Ontario now, and particularly in what we call Central Region Ontario Health, which we're a part of now, and the number of patients um, that are in ICUs is really starting to concern me. Not not necessarily here, but in the GTA, and that's that's where you look to to if you're in non-COVID times for those those hospitals to care for very very critically ill patients because. This, we are a hospital. We can't be everything to everyone. We need to go to those GTA hospitals to, to help some of our patients, um, uh, receive tertiary and quaternary care. And I'm starting to get worried. Um, uh, you can't, there's no way we can fill up those ICU beds. And there are a lot of patients with COVID in those ICUs. So, um, I would say that our staff and our physicians know that as well, and so we're concerned. That's what we're worried about, and that's what we're concerned. So what we need is the community to do their part and stick stick to your own household, 
Um, and as I said, watch your distance, wash your hands, wear a mask. Fantastic advice. You know, this time last year, we would be having a, a similar discussion, but on a much lower level of anxiety, and that would be that flu season is coming. And and usually we'd have to go through all kinds of different, you know, words of advice for people about whether they call the emergency room, what do they do when they have flu symptoms. Uh, things have certainly changed. What's our advice these days? Um, well, I think a lot of people did get their flu shot, and so congratulations. I think it was a, a pretty good year for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the flu is, um, I think the last stats that I saw, there was 0.2%, and I can't remember if it was A or B, and zero for the other. So the flu this year, um, the rates are very, very low, and that's because people are actually doing their part. They're wearing a mask, washing their hands. Um, and they're, um, uh, they got their flu shots. But what I'm really worried about is Christmas time. Mm. We found that whenever there uh, has been um, a holiday, uh, whether it's been Halloween or Mother's Day or Thanksgiving, people, we are social and we want to get together with others. And there's always a surge about two weeks later of COVID. And... Uh, this year, we cannot celebrate Christmas with others or New Year's. You need, we, we, I'm saying we, not you, mm. we. We need to stay at home with those who are in our own home and not have relatives and friends come and see us. It's, it just can't happen, or we will have another surge in January, two weeks after, um, we'll have more patients and more people who are experiencing COVID. And it's so easily prevented. Nora, if people have more questions, where should they go? Well, you know, the best places that they can go are um, to the website of the Simcoe Muskoka District Health Unit, www.simcoemuskokahealth.org, Public Health Ontario, or the World Health Organization, those websites are the best places to go to for information about COVID. Recently, there have been emails going throughout the community um, that that have not had correct and accurate information and I think have really, um, really caused undue panic. If you need information, please go to those websites. Um, they, they are very stellar and the information is very credible. Nora, well, thank you for bringing the information to us this morning. Really appreciate you. Nora Holder, CEO, Collingwood General Marine Hospital. Thanks for being here on Talk of the Town. Thanks so much, John. Stay safe.